1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org, their website. We've got a lot of football to talk about. I know there's basketball going on. I understand all that. But tonight, hey, it's football. talk uh, some college football, talk about Notre Dame's win. Uh, We'll also spend some time with Paul Connery, recapping last night's high school football. And we will talk about the Pacers later on tonight. Coming up, though,
2: the man every 15 minutes you're going to die to hear hear from, it's Network Indiana's Ryan Soule. College football Saturday here in Indiana. Two teams off, but still a full slate of games. We'll start out at Butler, where they beat Moorhead State 56-20. They used a 42-7 advantage at halftime to coast to a victory there. Dayton defeats Valparaiso by a touchdown 31-24. South Dakota State all over the Sycamores out in Terre Haute today. Indiana State falls to 1 and 7 with a 49 to 7 loss. Notre Dame marches into the Carrier Dome and does what Purdue could not, and they defeat the Fighting Irish, or not the Fighting Irish, they defeat the Syracuse Orange 41 to 24. Notre Dame just one win shy of that six win mark to make a bowl game. Obviously, not the stone for that Fighting Irish program, but still a mark to hit. Over at Indiana Westland. They pick up a seventh win of the season. They're now 7-1 with a 22-6 win over Siena Heights. UND Division II, they pick up another win over at Key Stadium, 42-16, the final there. In terms of college football going on around the country right now, Tennessee with a commanding 30-6 lead over the 19th-ranked Kentucky Wildcats. That one late in the third quarter. Michigan up at halftime over Michigan State, 13-7. Texas A&M over 15th-ranked Ole Miss, 14-10. North Carolina down to Pittsburgh, 17-14. Earlier this afternoon, a little bit of basketball in the state of Indiana. IU beats Marion, 78-42 behind Ray Thompson's 13 points. Butler survives a scare from Tiffin. They win 75-65. We'll have you keep up to date all through the night for Network Indiana Sports. I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back, everybody. I'm
1: Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It is brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Ryan Soule and Sam Fritz doing the heavy lifting. Ryan Soule,
2: you got a score on your UND Greyhounds? 42-16 to 16 over the Miners of Missouri ST. Ooh.
1: All right. So now they are, are they they're they've helped themselves out playoff wise, right?
2: Correct. They moved up again. They've only lost one time this year, so they're still. In that picture for the Division Two playoffs, they do it a little bit differently in Division Two than they do in Division One, But they're looking solid, even with a backup quarterback in there.
1: All right, you want more on the story? I have the guy, the legendary Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Network, who has the call on tonight's win by the Greyhounds over Missouri s Good timing, Greg Rakestraw. Thanks for the call tonight. Of course, Coach. Good to talk
0: with you as always
1: you doing all right. When when you go back to campus, do they um, you, you got police escort and uh, it's like a hero's welcome, the return of Greg Rakestraw Is, is it that way for you?
0: I have police interest because they're trying to collect twenty four year old debts. So I do <laughs> receive police attention when I go back.
1: <laughs> That's good. Now that that is that is really really good. Um, I wouldn't think they'd still. I mean, you know guy of your stature they could probably eat that that debt i wouldn't think you didn't even get a parking violation when you were on campus did you
0: uh probably got one or two and i think i probably play, paid maybe one of them let's put it that way
1: got it well that's all right so this u indy team just gets it seems gets better and better they've just been consistently going out there and grinding out wins and they do that today
0: the story is is that they are doing it with the guy that would be their backup quarterback and Christian Conklin from Pendleton Heights who replaced Connor Kennett, who was out with a season-ending injury and a victory against McKendry three weeks ago. And they have done it the last two weeks without their star running back and potential NFL draft pick and Toriano Clinton. His understudy, Jaquan Buchanan, had four first-half rushing touchdowns as UND built a 28-7 to lead. Um, it's a team that, that, is, that is winning football games. I think Chris Kiebers would tell you he still feels they could be playing better. But we have gotten to the business season, and the Hounds are 7-1 and one and 4-0 and oh in GLVC play. And it looks like they and Truman State in two weeks will play a winner-take-all championship game at uh, Key Stadium for the right to likely move on to the Division Two playoffs.
1: Tell you what, that's pretty darn good with the the injuries to to such – without Toriano Clinton, come on now. But still, as you've mentioned, backups have stepped up and done a great job for the Hounds.
0: They have, and and Buchanan is a guy that that has been a really good player that has not seen much of the field over the course of the last couple of seasons. He actually played in in the three games that UND played in the spring of 2021 – he played an integral part in, in, in some wins and in claiming the spring championship mm-hmm. in that short year, uh, and, and then didn't see much of the field last year, had seven carries before the last two weeks, has eight touchdowns, seven rushing, yes. one receiving, and had four rushing touchdowns in the first half. He is a guy that uh, probably almost any other team in Division Two, he is a star attraction, but because Clinton has been so good, he right. just hasn't seen the field. So happy that he is getting this opportunity. And the, the better news for you, Wendy, is that I do think if Tory doesn't play next week, I think he will be more than healthy and ready to go for that big game against Truman in two weeks.
1: Yeah, we toss around the word efficiency a little bit, but to talk about a performance, an efficient performance. You just laid one out there.
0: And the thing is, it was an efficient performance by you, Wendy, period. You know, because obviously when you score 42 points, the offense did their job. But there were a lot of short fields after turnovers, a lot of short fields after punt returns and and kickoff returns. And U.N.D.'s got a special one of those kick returners in Marquez Gillum, freshman from Reynoldsburg, Ohio, had a 75-yard kickoff return just before halftime to set up Mm -hmm. another short field that saw Buchanan get his fourth touchdown of the first half. This was a night where really all three phases contributed to get U.N.D. that victory.
1: All right, you know what the music means. You're a professional. Hang I'm with me here, okay? Stage, absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> Greg Raikstra and I will come back and talk some more ball on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Greg Raikstra rejoins us. He calls the UND win over Missouri s and today, 42-16. All right, Greg, uh, you mentioned uh, the, the showdown coming up uh, down the road uh, with Truman State. Uh, determining what's happening playoff-wise with, for the Greyhounds.
0: Exactly. So, and, and the way that Division Two playoffs work is that I think in this case, four or five different leagues are are put into what's called Super Region Three, and this is kind of the Midwest Great Plains areas: Windy's League, the GLVC, their former league, the Michigan League, the Gliac, mm-hmm. uh, the MiWA, which of course is the Great Missouri Kansas League. The Northwest, State, Northwest Missouri State has been kind of the beast of that league. They're they're a little bit down this year. How about the league, well, basically seven teams from those leagues will will make the NCAA Division II playoffs. UIndy uh, and Truman were both, you know, in the first region rankings, which weren't rankings at all. It was kind of a list of ten to twelve teams that are under consideration. The region rankings will come out then this week, and so UIndy and Truman. We'll have an idea as to exactly where they are. Both those teams are 7-1. and one, Both those teams are 4-0. and oh, And it basically sets up now that even if either team were to kind of step on the banana peel next week, I don't have Truman's opponent off the top of my head. I know U-Indy goes to William Jewell, who was 1-7 on the season. But even if, if one of those two teams were to lose, the game would still be for the conference championship the following week. The way it will more than likely set up is that whomever wins between Indy and Truman – will cement their spot in the top seven and likely knock the other one out of the top seven. So mm. that's kind of the way things break down when uh, the Bulldogs come to Key Stadium for a two o'clock matinee on November the 12th.
1: All right. Coming up tomorrow, a rather important football game in Indianapolis, the Colts taking on the Washington commanders. I'm having trouble figuring out that name, yeah. but, uh, uh it's been well documented well chronicled there's a quarterback change and um it's uh all these games are important this one has taken on a, a rather different look in terms of its importance for the colts tomorrow
0: yeah this isn't exactly carson wentz versus matt ryan is it uh it's going to be no, taylor heineken at all. Versus, versus sam ellinger uh and Again, I, I, in one degree, I'm, I'm a little surprised by the move. Now, again, let's acknowledge there's an injury here, too. And so right, right. You know, the Colts have said, hey, listen, we were going to make that move, which, which despite Ryan's struggle still surprises me. Um, if Ryan is legitimately hurt, then Ellinger is the next guy. I think Ellinger can play. Uh, having seen every throw that he made in the preseason, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there's something there. Um, and so I do not think this is a – white flag move for the rest of the year. I think the Colts feel they can win. And let's be honest, you know, you go back to last week against your biggest division rival and first place team in the division, you went on the road and didn't allow a touchdown. And you still lost the game. In other words, if you can just get marginally better quarterback play and not turn the ball over, I think this team can be successful. So I'm not sure the Colts can go out and score 35 points tomorrow, but I do think the Colts can play winning football with Sam Ellinger and pick up a win to get him back over five hundred against Washington.
1: Well, as someone who is just a, I would say, disinterested spectator to a certain extent, uh, you still have the same offensive line, irrespective of who you have at quarterback.
0: That is true, but I also think you will have a a healthy Jonathan Taylor, who, again, was on some degree of a pitch count last week. I don't think that's going to be a factor. Um, Mm -hmm. You have a more mobile quarterback. Uh, that can work around issues on that offensive line. You're also going to get Shaquille Leonard back on defense, and and hopefully he can play his first full game of the season. So I think you do have some circumstances where, yeah, I'm not sure how much better the offensive line is going to get at this point. We're seven games in. I'm not sure how much better it's going to get. But I do think there are elements of this team that are improving and will continue to improve going forward.
1: Interesting thing about the game, you laid it out. Two young quarterbacks, relatively inexperienced. Something's going to get interesting tomorrow because you don't see this very often. Hey, Greg Ragsdraw, you have time to stick around or you need to go? I got time for you. Go ahead. We'll come back after the scoreboard update with Greg, Greg Ragsdraw on Indiana Sports Talk.
2: Full day of college football here in the Hoosiers State. A couple of highlights for you. Notre Dame gets another win. They go to 5-3. and three. 41-24 over the Syracuse Orange out at the Carrier Dome in Syracuse. Indiana-Westland all over Siena Heights, 22-6. u as you've heard, Greg Rakeshaw talking about 42-16 winners over Missouri s We'll jump over to the national scoreboard for college football. Michigan tacked on a field goal. The fourth-ranked Wolverines lead the Michigan State Spartans early in the third, 16-7. Pittsburgh up 3-17-14 over North Carolina at the break. Finals from earlier, Ohio State- Put up 24 points in the fourth quarter to seal a victory over the Nittany Lions, 44-31 in, or at State College. TCU, the seventh-ranked Horn Frogs, 41-31 winners over West Virginia. Oregon gets the win over Cal, 42-24. Louisville with a huge third quarter. They forced six turnovers on the Demon Deacons in that third quarter. 35 points they win at 48-21 for a top-ten victory about two hours south of Indianapolis. Illinois picks up another win over Nebraska. Fighting Illini now 7-1 and following that loss to IU to begin the season. UCF knocks off top 25 Cincinnati in a thriller, 25-21. Quick check on the NBA scoreboard. The Pacers looking for their second victory of the season. They look like they might get it, 118-107 leaders over the Nets with just shy of three minutes to play in that one. IU picks up a win over Marion, 78-42 in exhibition action. Butler knocks off Tiffin, 75-65. Indy Fuel get the win over the Reading Royals in the ECHL, 3-1. For Network Indiana, I'm Ryan Soule.
1: Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Greg Rakestraw, the one and only Broadcaster of the Year. A year ago, the Indiana Sportswriters and Sportscasters Association, Broadcaster of the Year. Greg Rakestraw... <laughs> Part of the Colts network, part of, you name it, he does it. Hey, by the way, we have some work to do coming up, don't we, uh, on some IUPUI basketball?
0: Not until November the 19th uh, with the Bob Lovell Bowl against Franklin College because the Jaguars will open on the road coming <laughs> right, up in a couple right. of weeks. They did look impressive in beating Brescia one hundred one sixty on Thursday night in a non-televised exhibition game. Um, because I'm not sure that last year's team would have scored 101 points playing 5-on-0. No. So no, was no, happy no, no. Uh, about the yeah. offensive prowess that I saw from our team on Thursday night.
1: So that's, uh, that's encouraging. And, uh, you know, this time of year, brother, we got, we got basketball. But you know me. I try my best to uh, save my basketball until the regular season starts. I like, uh, I like preseason <laughs> game exhibitions, all that stuff. But – Um, I need to focus on football. Commanders, Colts tomorrow. Shaquille uh, Leonard might be back. Um, You mentioned it before the scoreboard update. Defensively, you can't ask these guys to do more than what they've already done.
0: No, and frankly, in terms of bringing Leonard back, I think what he can do, and even Julian Blackman as well, is provide that home run hitter. You know, They have been really solid. They have not been making the same level of big plays that we saw last year. Right, um, right, so that's what Leonard can do. And, you know, when Julian Blackman got hurt earlier, Rodney Thomas came in and has been really good. The seventh-round pick out of Yale. Blackman has been more of maybe a guy that could show an ability to get an interception or so. So I would almost expect to see both Leonard and Blackman maybe almost come in in passing situations. Um, because, again, against the run, Zaire Franklin, Bobby O'Karrike, EJ Speed, they have been great. So again, I, I think just because the defense is playing so well, I think the Colts will really take their time in terms of easing, easing Shaq Leonard back in uh, on a more full-time basis.
1: Well, encouraging to hear Jonathan Taylor might be back in, uh, in, with more snaps. And so and Leonard, you know, two of your big, strong playmakers are coming back. Reason to be optimistic without question.
0: Again, and I, and I think last week, you know, Jonathan Taylor was solid. I think we were all surprised that maybe he didn't get a more you know, more touches in the second half of that game. You know, he was targeted eight times, passing at seven catches, had ten carries. I think after getting through last week, I think any, any and all restrictions are off on Jonathan Taylor. So, and, and with having the RPO game being, you know, frankly, more of a factor with Sam Ellinger as the quarterback, do not mm-hmm, be surprised mm-hmm. if you're looking at between the passing game and the running game. You know, a 25-touch a performance, if not more, for Jonathan Taylor tomorrow afternoon.
1: You know, for all the uh, the gloom and doom discussions, they're still in a position. They're, they're still in a great position to win the division, for heaven's sakes. You know, well, that's uh, all, It's just kind of right.
0: how it goes. There's 10 games left. That's an eternity. Secondly, right. yes, I know they have lost the tiebreaker uh, to the Titans. Uh, They're a game and a half back of the Titans. For those that have not heard, Malik Willis is the starting quarterback for the Titans tomorrow. They're going with the rookie because Ryan Tannehill got injured against the Colts, was able to finish Mm -hmm. the game, uh, but is not at 100%. And so they're going with their rookie quarterback, and we don't know how long that is going to be. So we could very easily have a Colts team that is within a half game of the Titans at the end of the day tomorrow. So for as – Ugly as it has been on offense for most of the season, man, there's three months of football left to play. There's plenty of time for this to start going in the right direction.
1: Yeah, and I'll toss in my cliche here for you because I don't want to disappoint you. Um, Defense travels, and it always has, and it always will. And so while you you try to straighten out what you're trying to do offensively, we still believe that the core, the, the really core strength of this group is what they do defensively.
0: Absolutely right, and isn't that crazy to say? How long have we been having conversations about the Indianapolis Colts? When have we said? The defense no, right. carry this football right. team. I mean, you right. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure in the history of Indiana sports talk that we have had that conversation about the defense no. carrying the Indianapolis Colts. But
1: uh, new date, new time. All right. So you got uh, the call-in show tomorrow. Hopefully, everybody will be happy. You'll have a lot to talk about. I appreciate you doing this. I really do, as always. And so, Greg Ragsdraw, have fun tomorrow. Best of luck to the Colts. And uh, thanks so much for the call.
0: You got it, Coach.
1: Take care. Greg Ragsdraw, everybody. Don't forget to watch the Colts. Listen to the Colts. We encourage you to listen on many of these same great stations around, uh, the, around the state. Listen to Matt Taylor. Uh, he does a great job. He's a uh, an Indiana Sports Talk alum, uh, as is Greg. Um it's just, you know, the show has <laughs> has touched a great number of those guys. They've been a part have been a part of it. So listen, watch, uh have some fun. Um it'd be very interesting. So, you know an interesting dynamic to have two young and virtually untested quarterbacks squaring off against one another. I know there's more to it than just that that head to head but uh this Colt's defense needs to rise to the occasion uh create some uh, some turnovers, get some short field, take a little bit of the pressure if you can off this offensive unit and uh be a great day for Jonathan Taylor to. Pick up, as Greg mentioned, more touches, do more things. And so uh, should be a, a lot of fun uh, in terms of uh, the, the Colts and the NFL season as it continues. And as Greg pointed out, there are a lot of games. There are a whole lot of games left. Uh, and so uh, I don't think it's time to jump off the bridge, Colts fans. There's a whole lot of time left. Speaking of whole lot of time, Coming up throughout the night, we're going to continue to talk football. IU and Purdue had the afternoon off in terms of football. Um, and it, I think the, the break comes at a really good time uh, for both teams. Uh, coming off losses, uh, regroup, uh, get healthy, make the big push, uh, try and get some things turned around down in Bloomington, and continue to make the push to be bowl eligible uh, up in West Lafayette. Uh, later on tonight, Paul Condry and I will uh, have our normal Saturday night conversation about high school football because Friday night, this coming Friday night, we're going to be playing for championships. That's all coming up throughout the night. Scoreboard update at the top of the hour with Ryan Soul coming up. This is Network Indiana's
2: Indiana Sports Talk.